Hey yo, what's good with you? What's popping? What it do? What it is? You listening to Art versus Life, it's a podcast geared towards informing, inspiring, and empowering independent artists. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, local uh, local events. Uh, you know, things that are going on locally in New York City as well. Uh, we cater a lot to like freelancers, people that are fans of art, so on and so forth. But honestly, most importantly, this is just an easy way for me to keep up with my friends. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so my name is Quentin Counts, a.k.a. QC, and, uh, we got, definitely got a nice little interview lined up for y'all, you know what I'm saying, um, also, uh, next week, uh, look out for the, uh, no, not next week, two weeks from now, when I have an episode talking about who are some of the ad-lib Hall of Famers, you know what I'm saying, like, who, <laughs> like, who either had the funniest or the smoothest ad-libs, you know what I'm saying? I already got a couple in mind. I'm already thinking about from Jim Jones, Jeezy, all that. You feel me? Quavo, you already know. Uh, when we talk about classic skits and how the music industry, music video industry has changed from the 90s, 2000s to where we are now and the pros and cons of that. Um, and uh, I'm also going to talk, but for this episode, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to play uh, some audio from an interview that's pretty freaking dope. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it, fam, but I'll give it a shot because, like, it's it's crazy. So, anyway, so I, I spoke to this woman named Leslie Robinson. Um, she's a she's a therapist, and she's done all kinds of work just from, like, you know, working with, like, uh, marginalized communities, so on and so forth. And she started to just look at the uh, one-on-one therapy model differently. You know what I'm saying? She started feeling like, um, you know, you know, you sometimes it just helps to, like, like, what about if, like, you, you could talk to somebody that's from, like, you don't know from a whole in the world, completely different culture, completely different background, um, and you're talking about talking to them about these deep things, and sometimes it's really pretty hard to connect. What would happen if you can connect with, you know, some people that actually do know you, uh, you actually do share the same culture together, and, you, you know, you do have a certain kind of relationship with each other, and, but what if you take that dynamic and you ask certain, like, something that can help you just cover certain types of conversations that like it could be things like trauma or let's say you were locked up like how do you like you know like we all know somebody that's been locked up before right but and even the closest people to us but when you think about it think about it how many of the people that's been through that have you really had deep conversations about what was going on in there how much do you really know about what was going on in there how much do you really know about how that experience really affected that person and if you was a person that was in them shoes like do you honestly, do you feel, how connected do you feel with the people around you, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, uh, adjusting, like, just adjusting, and uh, I think a lot of people, myself included, just kind of overlook how real that burden is, and and most importantly, how much ground it actually is to cover, you know what I'm saying, how much we can actually support each other through this, and how we can support the person who's been through that, and just as the person who's come out of that situation, how we can support let's say the younger ones in our family, who we want to be emotionally available for, you know what I mean? And just for like our, our parents and our siblings and our brothers and sisters, all that stuff, our romantic partners and all of that. So this woman developed a game that helps create a safe space for people to talk about, you know, all these little rough patches and make this conversation, these types of conversations, not only more accessible to people and less threatening, like a safe space for it, but also actually it could be pretty fun. 
which is crazy to me. So, uh, so the name uh, of one of the boys, he made a few games that addresses a few particular topics, but this one game, which is, you know, currently has, uh, uh, you know, has my attention right now is Recharge. Uh, it's called Recharge Behind the Bars. It's a re-entry game for people who, uh, who uh, serve time. And uh, I, usually I, I talk to people who are just straight, straight up artists and so on and so forth. But every now and then, if something just really excites me, I got to get them on the show. Because I got a feeling that my audience is going to connect with regardless. So anyway, uh, I think y'all have really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, uh, tune in and uh, I'm, I would love to hear y'all thoughts on this. Uh, feel free to, uh, to tweet us at AVL Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, email me at... Uh, art versus life podcast at gmail.com so feel free to send me your thoughts your feedback if this like if this sparked the thought for you or sparked the feeling for you feel free to share that and if there's something in particular you want to hear from you know from us in general um but yeah so and uh, oh yeah before we kick into it let me shout out um urban art beat it's like a grassroots revolutionary arts program where they kind of teach people uh you know they they help create like a self-governing kind of like creative arts teaching program i don't even know how to really i i can never really fully encompass everything that this uh group can like really does for people but just for the sake of getting it out there giving you a starting point urban art beat they uh use art as a way to uh, uh mobilize people as far as teaching revolutionary uh you know uh principles or whatnot but also helping you connect with yourself as an artist and other artists around your your environment so definitely check out uh, uh urbanartbeat.org and uh definitely give them a shout out and also to bestow which is a charity app uh you can down you can uh donate to urban art beat with bestow charity app bestow which is spelled b-s-t-o-w uh it's a it's a web charity app uh, you can download it on your phone as well but it rounds up all your purchases and uh, it's throughout the month, until you know, at the end of the month, it sends your money to any nonprofit of your choice. Uh, now, there's other larger uh, entities, entities out there that let you kind of do this thing, but they usually give you like a short list of really big nonprofits already anyway. And it's like you don't really get to see what's going on. But this is for anything registered as a nonprofit organization. So you can take this. You can donate to something like Urban RB or something in your community that you believe in. And you might not have the time to volunteer or so on and so forth but this is just one step all right so other than that enjoy the uh interview all right ready to go ready to go awesome you gotta shake your hand <laughs> yes hey yo so um welcome to our versus life you know what i'm saying you're here with you know qc and all of that i'm um, here with leslie robinson right um and i don't even know how to begin to describe with like how awesome what she's doing is and how to even call it something other than wizardry you know what i'm saying uh, but we're just going to talk but she's definitely addressing some things um uh that we're going to be talking about um yeah, so uh this is all versus life where i usually talk to uh artists and um and you know we i interview them or we talk about anything related to the local community as well um, so that's why uh, this guest right here is particularly important to me. I think she's doing some revolutionary work, especially for our people. You already know. Thank you for joining me, Leslie. Thank um, you so much, Quentin. So how do you describe what you're working on? What do you, what do, you do, quote unquote? So would you like me to talk about recharge or everything? Um, how you feel about doing a little crescendo from uh, you start top down? So you talk about everything, and then, uh, yeah, start with everything, and we'll go from there. Okay, so I... 
am dis- I am disrupting the one-on-one therapy model that almost nobody accesses either due to stigma, geography, finances, mm. uh, you know, all kinds of reasons. I've created a series of dialogue quote games that mm. provide a safe space mm. for people to have really uh, challenging conversations and to enjoy having them. Mm. And it's a safe space where people can come together who understand each other, who want to understand the person or the people that they're with. Mm. Um, the questions open up into all the complexities of our life experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a specific game for prison reentry, mm-hmm. for long-term prison, veteran reintegration, mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. a new one coming out for police dialogue, mm-hmm. and one that's uh, ready to go for um, dealing with gang life mm-hmm. and addressing the issues of people who have been involved um, in gangs or facing. Mm-hmm. And the questions like one question people can talk about for an hour. Mm-hmm. Everybody answers the same question around the circle mm-hmm. and uh, they, they might seem simple on the surface, but what happens is people start going really deep into their lives and their mm-hmm. thoughts and their feelings and their beliefs on it. Yeah. And then sharing guidance and support with each other. Yeah. So it creates um, this space where people go much deeper into things than yeah. they normally would because the, just what starts happening yeah. just from, from the group um, dynamics. So, like the prison reentry game, let me give you some examples. Yeah. Um, some questions might be okay, so here's one Did you ever have the desire to just give up? Mm. And so you roll a dice, there's six questions on a card. Right. Whatever number you land on, you read that question mm. out loud, and then you answer, and mm. then each person around the circle will answer the same question. Um, another question. What are some of the worries you had about those at home while you were in prison? So I like all this one right here. To talk. What was it like to say goodbye to the people that you had known in prison? Yo, stuff like that is like, I can, and just knowing from stories that uh, people that you know have been through the system is like, just like certain topics we would accidentally stumble upon, and you could tell that the person like kind of like second guesses whether they want to go deeper into it or not or whether you actually even want to hear that stuff or whether they want to be that vulnerable you can kind of feel that that temporary tension and then you switch topics a little bit you right know what i'm saying so like right. this is a great tool to like use to navigate that that's crazy yeah well see the thing is people don't start these conversations because they don't know how to get off they don't know, exactly like when you're messing up how do you get out of that right <laughs> how do you go mayday and mayday we out of here people can't hear it then you're depressed you walk away from each right. other it ruins relationships so here in the instructions it says if if something starts getting tense roll the dice again yeah go on to the next thing yeah, yeah. if you don't like a question choose something else on the card yeah. um if you start getting stressed out you know, and you feel you can't go on stop, stop, and, and move on to something else. So it keeps that going as far as people just don't feel they can go there, then they can gather themselves and in a few weeks. Yeah. They'll probably go there. That happens a lot. Yeah. People won't be ready yeah. at that moment. Right. But they build in trust with the people and right. they play over and over. It's right. not a one time thing. Right, right. And then they can go Ooh. deeper and deeper and the trust develops and support. So we did prisoner led programming in ten prisons throughout the state of Ohio mm. with over a thousand participants. Mm. And they did it for three months, twice a week for an hour at a time and it was amazing. Yeah. And the success rate was, yeah, I mean people loved it because as time went on they'd build in more and more like we're talking about more trust 
mm-hmm. with each other and be able to be more vulnerable, which yeah. you know in a prison setting is not something that is usually going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> You're not going to have it at all. <laughs> right. But especially peer even, led. Even your therapist tell you, man, shut up. <laughs> but peer led. Being a chump. <laughs> we're all human. Right. And we have to put on masks and act really tough or whatever. Yeah. But everybody's dying to be understood. For real, though. For real. It's very, very deep need. Like, I've seen, like, some of the toughest people, you know what I'm saying, like, just kind of, like, reference these things, and you can just feel the hurt, the, you know, the unchecked hurt, and it's, it is so sad, you know what I mean? Um, so, I think that, like, this, some of this, yo, not even gonna lie, me and you had, like, the dopest conversation right now. I actually feel bad for the audience that they weren't able to be there for that particular conversation, but we had to do it this way because we got to do what we got to do, you feel I me? Mean? Um, um, one of the, so... So, what are some of the other collaborations or stuff that you've gotten into where you worked with, like, schools or, you know, prison systems? Like, you know, feel free to rant, like, rant about some stuff that you, some developments that you've had, some of the stuff you, like, you're most proud of, or some of the most recent developments as far as, like, who you've been working with and how you've been developing this, and who you actually work with to get these games created as far as the research is concerned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, the most recent thing I'm really, a few things I'm really excited about. Utah Department of Corrections piloted 16 of the games uh, in their prisons. Everybody loved them. They're going to be ordering them for all their county jails throughout the entire state. Mm. So that's incredibly exciting right. because it provides the opportunity for all these, unfortunately, 10 to 12 million people cycle through our jails mm-hmm. in the United States every year. Mm-hmm. 10 to 12 million People. That's crazy, yo. And they're just there, right. and then they're thrown all over, right. and they're arrested, and a lot of them barely did anything. And these are just the ones that got out. Yeah. Right? Not to yeah. mention the ones that are still currently there. Like, and they have no one to talk to and <laughs> process stuff with. Right. Be able to feel understood, yeah. be able to have a human kind of, you know, connection. Right. So this changes that dynamic. I'm so excited that Utah is stepping out and is going to get them in every one of their jails. Yeah. So that's amazing. And then from there, I'll be able to um, contact people all across the country yeah. to get them in the jails. It's really neat. And you're doing some stuff with John Jay, right? So my re- the person doing all the research, we're starting evidence-based research at Camden County Jail. Yeah. Um, we already, they're going through legal right now. Yeah. Um, so once it's approved by legal, we're going to start the research to control groups uh, that won't be using it in yeah. the general population and then groups that are using it. And every, mm. the average stay in Camden County is two months. Yeah. So we're going to be doing every two months. We'll be continuing to do the study. Right. And then we're also, in Ohio, they have 15 veteran dorms because 10% of all the people incarcerated are veterans. Mm. And mm. a lot of states now have veteran dorms where they house the veterans all together. Right. And they're called veteran dorms. So I have a game called Warrior Spirit, which is the same idea, but a lot of the questions are about deployment. And most of the veterans that are incarcerated are there because of PTSD mm-hmm. and turning to drug use yeah. to self-medicate and everything that comes from that and losing mm-hmm. their jobs. And So for the first time, they're going to have the ability to process their war experiences with each other right. with the game. Right, right. So we're and starting the, research there. And another beautiful thing that I like about this game is like how accessible it is as far as like you don't have to be like some type of you know, extra certified therapist, psychologist, hypnotist, and all of that, just to be able to use this. Like, this is something that anybody who has somebody in their life that they care about can, like, use this to collaborate. And people who who may feel detached from a lot of people that, you know, because of their circumstances, they can use this to help reconnect them and reintegrate into society. Like you said, this is what you aim to do is, like, 
Um, like uh, yo, that joint is wild. Wild bringing fam. Um, and, oh, and so there's one you're working on called Streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the the, the name. Uh, you know, uh, as of now. Um, but it's it's focused more on you know gang life and things like that. And you've actually spoken with like gang leaders and stuff. Well, like I that too. developed it with former gang, leaders, former, former and current gang leaders. Former and currently. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more? But can you just go into like tell me a little bit about that and who you spoke to? Uh, like, I don't know if I should say the name. Okay, I'm not I feel sure. You. I feel I'm not you. sure. I All just right. want to well, check for the that. sake of their, you know, privacy. You know, you're trying to yeah. be everything uh, appropriate, whatever. I'm trying to keep next, everything next appropriate. Next interview, I'll have next interview. That. We'll yeah. already have all of that, and then we're gonna go into all that. Um, but, but I can yeah. tell you about the process. Tell me about the process. Yeah. Um, so I met some people, and I showed them the prison reentry game and what I was doing with that, and they were like, "I I want to do this for the population that I'm." dealing with and working with so the way I develop them is uh, I'm, I'm a therapist as well and so question it's all about the right question that opens up so um, it's very easy for me to pull questions right. so we just talk and talk and talk and as they're talking about their experience you know we, I just start pulling questions pulling questions so um, Kim I have 350 questions so far all about all different aspects of gang life mm. and that will help people to understand what they're dealing with what they've been through mm. um, so much more I can uh, just helps them to, to understand themselves their lives yeah. if this is something they really want or yeah. not if it's you know mm. so um, what it's giving them maybe it, they can give each other advice just to have awareness insight yeah. know what kind of choices they're making yeah. I wish we had it, uh, more of it at hand but like because you have some Astonishing questions. Um, no, no, no. I can remember a couple. We can, you know, we can do like that for now. Um, and I'll, you know, maybe we'll find a way to work it into the article too. You know, I just I want okay. to keep the flow as we go. Okay. Um, but some of the some of the uh, questions that stuck out to me was like why you first joined, or who are some of the people you looked up to, and why. Um, you know, have you ever had a blackout moment and things like that? And it's like, fam, yo, because uh, you know, like I'm, I, you know, I'm from Harlem, whatever. You know, what I'm saying there's a lot of way a lot of like those seem like very simple questions until you're actually talking to somebody that's been through these kind of situations and it opened up a whole pandora's box of stuff that like oh i wish we spoke about this earlier you know what i'm saying like and you then a person can really start being productive about what they want to do to help these people or like to you know be there for each other you know what i'm saying um but uh, shout out to you for doing that. You Thank know. you. And it's also the start. programs. People don't know how to get into these conversations yeah. with all the counselors, the it's crazy. whatever. So they can just, this this way. Also, if somebody asks you a question, you're like, why are you asking me this? And everything yeah. shuts down. Yeah, for everything. real. For real. So with this, you roll a dice, you land on a question, mm-hmm. that that's erased, and, and you come to something like that open. Yeah, and if anything goes wrong, they can just blame it on the game. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't me, it was the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, but like, you're all answering, so it's <laughs> all of us. So. Exactly, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you get to pass off any blame. So if blame it was me, blame threatened. Leslie. Exactly. <laughs> Leslie felt, man, he wasn't mine. <laughs> nah, but, um, so, like, so, I mean, this is clearly something that has been needed for a long time. So, I can imagine, like, investors are uh, running to throw oh, money yeah, at you right. all the time, no. right? Like, nope. You know what I'm nope. so, so, you, so, right now, you're looking for some funding right now, right? You, I sure that's am. Like a, I because can imagine in your line of work, that's, that's a continuous thing. So, listen to this. This is crazy. So, a number of investors I've talked to have said it's not sexy. Not sexy. They're, like, looking for the next big tech thing. It's and they think that's sexy because 99% of them fail. Yeah. And whatever. I think this is so sexy. 
Yo. I, I can't imagine anything sexier. You right, know what I mean? right, right. So, so that's what I hear a lot. It's weird. You know, it's funny. Like, uh, yeah. there's another reason why I wanted to like, um, I want to um, have a conversation with you and the people from Uncharted Play and Harlem Tech Fund, which is the people that hosted that that Shark Tank thing. Um, because well, we were talking about how, like, uh, usually, typically in this capitalist society, what they do is they try to have they start from the product they try to how to get people to want it and need it rather than looking at what people actually want and need mm -hmm. and then create a product to serve them in that way that's literally what uh, uh um, uncharted play mm -hmm. mission is oh. in the uh in the tech sense so i figured you would find that interesting since you're also uh, working on an app yeah. for this um, well, I'm looking for a tech partner, and actually, we'll be talking partner. to some people next week Ooh, to, to bring them all I into... I need that on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, to bring them into that space, because I haven't... I yeah. wanted them to be... We haven't mentioned that. They're all physical games. Yeah, these physical games. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted that first, just for that yeah, heart-to-heart, right, soul-to-soul. Right, right. And you, can, you don't need an internet connection or a charged iPad if you want to use it. <laughs> right, but... To make it much more accessible, yeah. and, and I hope would hope ultimately people would want to get the physical ones mm -hmm. because that way you're sitting eye to eye yeah. with with people. Which but, is that important? But for people, especially younger people, to even know about it, right. it, would, it would need to be Facts. tech right. or an app or right, some right. mobile. I hear that. Well, I support yeah. you in that. Yeah, I, like just having this conversation is making me think of like I can see someone hosting like an event about addressing these types of topics and just doing this in maybe maybe in like in a safe environment, like an explicitly safe environment, and just kind of like just ex you know uh, exhibitioning the game basically, you know, and uh, showing everyone kind of just how it works and and watch everybody's socks come off their feet. You know, well, what that's saying? what happens when people actually play it. That's crazy. Yeah, man. but it's when you talk about it and people don't play it, they don't get it. Right. Usually. Right. Right. It's, a, it's not one of them things you can just sum up in a punchline. Yeah, you know or saying? even just talk about because there's actually one person in particular who's uh, very well known in the reentry space. He was at like three different things that I presented it at, and it wasn't until the fourth time when he played it that he was like, wow, because it's a completely different thing when you have the experience. That is old Because deep. there's never been anything like this that I know of or anybody I know knows. has. So it doesn't fit into anything that you can like, yeah, yeah I know what that is, you know. You recently crossed paths with uh, Jelani from Gut Call at yes. a panel. Yes. What kind of panel Friday. was that? And, uh, Social entrepreneurship at the Bronx Tech Summit. Mm, that sounds pretty good. Uh, shout out to my man Jelani. Shout out to Gut Call. Yeah. You know young New York native doing something here. Uh, really what important. Kind of, what kind of program? How does that program work again? Because you, you explained it better than I recalled it. So, like. so <laughs> what it what it is is if somebody is arrested, mm -hmm. they can call Good Call. Mm -hmm. They'll take care of it. They'll get a lawyer. Yeah. They'll let them know their rights. Right, right. Because most people don't either never knew what yeah. their rights are in that situation, yeah. or they're freaking out and they can't. Facts. So they're there. They're there to support That's them. That's OD. Like That's I personally amazing. am like recalling a situation where I wish I had that kind of support. So <laughs> you know, say that's yeah. good to know. Um, yeah. So um, all right, bet. So let's talk a little bit about like yeah, you know um, you know your uh, your journey leading up to the, this this uh, line of work that you're currently doing. So your background is in therapy, right? Um, oh, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, um, as, as detailed or as general as you want to get with it, like what led you to this to working on these games? Okay, so I'll talk pers professionally first and then personally. Yeah. So um, 
professionally, I worked in homeless shelters with schizophrenic mm. adults, uh, runaway shelter for homeless and runaway youth. I supervised mm. residences for homeless young adults. Mm. I worked for foster care for 20 years mm. as a consultant, so I signed off in over a thousand adoptions. Mm. I um, put creative arts programs in failing inner city schools for six years. I ran after school programs in the South Bronx 30 years ago. <laughs> I ran a poetry project at Rikers Island. Roseanne Singer Center for two years. I was the second volunteer ever allowed in. They didn't used to allow volunteers. Really? Yeah. And so, and more in that arena. And then I'm a therapist. And so my background has been finding creative ways for people to really connect and express themselves and connect with people where they feel like they matter and have, are somebody. Right, right. Um, so the first game, Keep It Real game, which is in over a thousand colleges, hundreds of boys and girls clubs, that all just came to me fully formed. I didn't think I wanted to create a game. Right, right. I'm not a gamer. Right, right. I never thought I'm going to make a game. Right. I, I don't even know how it happened. It was right. All the categories mm. came. It was just like birth through mm. me. And um, somehow I managed to get an investor like very quickly mm. to put in 30000 to get the first run made. Mm. And... I never tested it out. I never like thought to try it or right. ask anybody about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like you're supposed to do. <laughs> you like everybody you teaches yeah. you to do. <laughs> and y'all like yo. That's when you know something hot. You ain't even gotta test it. Like, I didn't even you know think. I don't know. I just I don't know what that was exactly. But. Right, right. And then seeing it being played, I understood. I it took that a year for me to understand why everything works so well mm. and how all the different parts all work so, together. There's so, eight categories. Yeah. There's all kind of stuff going on with it. Mm. And, and yeah, it taught me how it all works. It's yeah. very strange. But all the games have, so that's a big board game yeah. with a lot of different elements. So all the games have the same, everybody answers the same question around the circle, all those elements of play and surprise and spontaneity that, that works. The other games so far are card decks. Mm-hmm. They're not big board games, but I have a couple of them coming up that are going to be board games. Yes. The love game for couples. Yeah. Family word. game. I, I need to so keep it real family so game for families. I need the whole family pack of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The economy. <laughs> Variety pack of everything you got. <laughs> and it's interesting though because I know three other people who have used my games who are creating like their own games yeah, yeah, for their yeah. own, you know, on the same idea. Right. So I'm hoping I get financing before something. Right, all right, right. Uh, It'll be yeah. tight. Like, you know, I could always pioneer into somebody else to come get it popular. It happens a lot. I can only imagine, yo. That's why we gotta hurry up and get this, get this. But I think I've populated quick. enough areas that I kind right. of own the space. I so think that's you what did. I'm trying to do. I think you. Even though I gotta a, tell you, for anybody, investors will always tell you, create one product and push that out. Right. That's what investors will tell you because then you have to show the numbers for the sales. But my being just said, do as many as you can get out there. <clears throat> right. Right. You know. I friend, I ain't mad at you. So that. Everybody still tells me you should have just done one. You're going to have a much easier time investment. I'm not sure I'm going to want investment. I think I right. can just get this all going. Mm. So, you know, when you're first to market with something, it's tricky. Right. And if you just get one, why, and you get that successful, right. why wouldn't somebody else with a lot of money for commercials or whatever take the whole idea from Right, you? right, right, right. So, right. I don't know. And I, I think, know. like, just I don't to, know that there's one way. I think to execute this right and thoroughly, only the people that really care about it will actually even pull it off, I believe. Anyway, just because yeah. 
you know, you got to be willing to go through these nuances and details of difficult conversation. Like, this is more than just, like, some idea how to make Legos. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is more than just some capitalistic idea. This is a cause. Like, and the, and I think the market for it is pretty huge. huge. <laughs> like, because... So many people need you know, um, You know, especially, like, you know, the history, you know, um, like, just oppression in this, in, in this country or whatever. Like, one of the things that's always talked about is not just... The, uh, the physical oppression that's happened, but also just the implications of it, you know, the social, spiritual impact and systematic impact on these things where it's like, well, all right, we can talk about mass incarceration as far as people being in cuffs and being in jails and dying in jail, but um, what do you do about if that person comes out barely functioning and have a kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then that, it's like a reproducing, so uh, this, like, it's easy to find these surface level Efforts to you know address surface level uh, you know uh, symptoms, which are still legit things to address. Okay. Yeah. But this is something Absolutely. that goes much deeper that I feel is largely under addressed. And most saying? people don't want it, you know. They're and they don't like, want to touch it with, with a ten foot pole. You know, okay, I can get it behind jobs, housing, right. essential. I don't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. Important, but like feeling, uh. the people who go through it don't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. But we all know we need it, yo, because that's the only time where you'll be able to like truly let's say your your cousin was locked up for a long time and they're out now this yeah. is a chance for you to actually really get your cousin back right you know what i mean exactly because people usually aren't really really the same when they come out you feel me like um Not how, how right so it's like this is like a huge market on this if anything get whatever trademark out of the way and then you'll well, be the fine. veteran space, you know, people say bring them all the way home. Right. The integration efforts. Mm, it's the same thing with reentry. Exactly. The veteran stuff and all yeah. that. And it's teaching the, the, the general public how to, like, humanizing these people, these veterans, in the eyes of the people, rather than them just being looked at as, like, this burden on the community or just outcast people that we don't care about anymore. And that also are people broken. who have done time for whatever reason, right, whatever right. led them to that. Because, so it's pretty common knowledge for people in this space to know that a majority of the women in prison have been molested yeah but mm -hmm. i've heard recently and i haven't done research on this and i don't know if it's even research has been done but talking to people who work for many years with men mm -hmm. say it's very very high with men as well yes yes indeed and that's never talked about like in a serious way you know what i mean if anything is only talked about in the passing by kind of way or in the joking tone where they kind of making fun of the people involved you feel I me mean? so and it's like that already has like a, that's a loaded situation right there you yeah. feel I me mean? yeah. um so yo so what so what are the games that are currently out and uh you know what are some of the urls that like people can like use to either like reach you or see your, your product so the diversity and inclusion game which is also all about mental health it brings people together across all divides in like five minutes so people start forming friendships across races, religions, ages, everything. Yeah. Uh, that's www.keepitrealgame.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's called Keep It Real Game. The next game is a veteran reintegration resilience game, mm -hmm. missionhomefront.com. Mm -hmm. um, then the prison reentry game and also long-term game is uh, rechargethegame.com. Mm -hmm. Rechargethegame.com. Mm -hmm. Soon to come out is in the line of duty for police dialogue and transformation. And then we're talking about street, which is Yo, almost done for right to address there. gang life and gang issues. I was uh, reading some of the questions you have, and I was like fighting tears. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just like how I was when I was watching that video you showed me too. Like when they was having people that's from these communities talk about these things, like because you rarely hear their side of the story on these things. 
you know um so like and l- listening to like how the people you've interviewed were like because I got caught up in like the whole you know the gang life stuff growing growing up too you know what I'm saying for, for one people don't understand that it's more like the public don't understand that it's more than just a gang you know what I'm saying to, especially the people like that's like looking up to these people and getting involved in this stuff like and it, you know so um but you've interviewed and developed this with the people that I had to read about as I was getting into that life you know what I'm saying and I don't know why but that's just kind of like that like that, like I'm I'm happy to have met somebody who had met him and then for a cause like this I'm very happy about that so thank you for that yo I'm blessed word, to be word. able to do this work facts Seriously. oh last question too uh, this, yeah. is supposed, this is supposed to come before the, the question before the, but so like where are you from and how did you get started on you know, on the line of work that you ended up doing uh, throughout your journey. Like, what was your first step into that direction? You know, you mean you? way back when? Yeah, way back when. <laughs> um, well, growing up in my family, my mom had pretty severe mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, very severe depression, manic depression. Uh, later on, hallucinations, delusions. Um, very, very difficult situation. Um, there was uh, significant violence in my home and I was extraordinarily dissociated mm. and I mean I used to like look up at the sky and not be quite sure if I was even here or not and try to figure it out and mm. I had to spend decades in therapy to, mm. to re- reintegrate myself right, right. and put the pieces together and um, so I have a different perspective than most people who do motivational stuff thinking mm-hmm. that you can just make up your mind and do it. Yo. When you're all split up into pieces, you, you don't have That's access so to, to that. And I, I'd like to talk a lot more about that sometime. But yeah. um, I was lucky enough to find an amazing therapist. There aren't that many out there, I don't think. So, um, And I spent all my money. There were times I didn't eat so I could stay in therapy. And... Um, you know, it, it occurred to me there's it's either therapy or nothing pretty much. Right. So right. why don't we be resources for each other? We mm. can, it's not the same as as you know being going to a therapist, but it's got elements of it that are better. Right. Because right. you uh, people will understand you and you right. all understand each other. Right. Right. You can give each other guidance and support. Um, there's still, you know, for people dealing with seri- serious mental health issues, they're still going to need that. Right. But this can go a very long way towards preventing yeah. some of that. Yeah. And will help people to feel supported and cared about and validated and yeah. accepted, which is huge. Mm. So I want, um, I'm trying to put a model out there. Mm. I'm keeping everything very low cost mm. um, so that people have these resources to be, to be healers. So you've heard each one teach one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, like my motto is each one heal one, each mm. one heal one. Give me some. Right. Word. We can do that for each other. Well, yo, you said that this is a topic that you want to get into more, and you're in the right place. Uh, I think this is like the perfect place to actually get into it more. You know what I'm saying? This is my cat, my podcast. We can go as long as I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. You know, yeah, like word. Okay. Uh, so we so we can go there. You know okay. what I'm saying? And it's funny, yep. like uh, you know, to meet somebody like you just doing what you're doing because growing up. You know, uh, like, like just, you know, coming, just learning random things throughout life. Like, I start, you know, things would happen where I think along the lines of what you're talking about. It's kind of like, it's like, it's like either therapy or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, how would it look if the person who is looking for those, you know, if the community can be that for each other in a certain capacity. You know what, right. what I'm saying? Because exactly. nobody knows you like the person, for instance, like that 
had to pass you the toilet paper through the bathroom door because you forgot to check if there was toilet paper before you went to go use the bathroom. Like, maybe that person that handed you that, you have a bond with that person and that could probably get through more than you and this random therapist you met two weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at least in certain ways. You but, know? but also you can walk out of a therapist's <laughs> office feeling more wounded because you don't yeah. feel like they really care about you right. and you opened all this stuff up and you're alone. Right, right. right that right. person. So here in the group, <laughs> yeah, they all understand. You're seeing them. They understand you. They're growing to understand you better and better. You don't feel completely alone yeah. with what you've opened up about. Yeah, yo. So like there was like some um so so what are some of the so what is as general as detailed you want to be about it so you know uh, what are some things some aspects that you felt that you know what I'm saying that you that you think about or have thought about throughout the years and you're ultimately trying to communicate that to the world to learn more about you, you know uh, yeah people yourself. you know really need healing I mean working for foster care so a lot of these kids go from home to home to home most yeah. of them are in special education severely medicated acting out because they've never. You, it takes a lot of nurturing yeah. for somebody to grow up and be integrated. Mm, yeah, for real. And for to real. be whole. Yeah. And if you don't ever have stability or a, a safe adult, there's something called um, an interject. Mm. And if you've had really good parenting, then you have a really healthy interject inside mm. that keeps you whole and nurtured. If you haven't had that, you don't have that. Right. And you're you're just have no core and no center and yeah. and that's why they're medicating them all but they're acting out because they don't yeah. have that and they're scared yeah. and they're anxious and there's nothing holding them together yeah. inside yeah. for real right and that's when you uh, and that, that made me think of like when people you know resort to normalization of like child abuse you know what i'm saying like how at what point is it not helping and it's kind of making the situation worse you know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, I'm just mentioning that because child abuse is like a pet peeve of mine. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there is a part of me that also feel like ass whoopings have uh, kept me flying straight in certain ways. Like, well, it there's a reason for it. And it's it gave me an appreciation moderately, of, of right? not doing things that would make a person want to punch you in the face. That's not, that's not necessarily abuse. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, in one aspect, there's that. So, I you know, it's a, it's a you know complicated thing. So, I don't want to, like, try to paint everything in one color. But, uh, but... The the kind I'm talking about the kind of abuse that you look at it you can you know just looking at it like that can't be helpful that's I, that's got to be there's gonna be some long term implications of that right there just from that moment alone like you know what I mean those moments tick me off you know what I'm saying like yeah. It's, yeah. everybody has their thing that that they they get hung up on they get worked up about like for some people it's like yo how could you leave your dog outside like this and the dog starving like for some people that's their thing and I hate that too but like for me child abuse and things like that or humiliating a child because you think that you're just venting on the child and you're just getting your venting your anger out and using the child as an object of that or you you know uh you know you just got like some view of you think that this kid needs That's to horrendous. be beat up you know or emotionally abused to to learn that it's stuff like that that really gets me sometimes i'm not even I'll be ready to throw the hands with like random parents. Yeah. I'll be seeing. Yeah, I was walking that. down the street the other day, and it was coming from a building. Yeah. Some child screaming, "Please don't! Please don't!" Uh, it just tore me up. I wanted to go in, but I didn't know where exactly it was I coming from, and like what I can't, you know. You know, that's when it really hits, like yeah. when you hear a child. Yo, for real, and it's like I don't, I don't get directly mad at the parent too much because I know that a lot of times, like in a lot of cases, it just comes from them having a lack of tools too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like. I, I feel bad for everybody involved. 
but I'm angry that it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, so these are things that you've thought about a lot, and like that you have like a lot of. I want to do a game for domestic you. violence as well Ooh. for people who are have been through it to dialogue with each other as well as for partners mm. who are. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's why we need like a, a, a lot of communication because I, I want periodic updates on what you're yeah. working on because I'm like I need every single game you're talking about and I need to share every single game you're talking about because I know somebody that could use every single game that you're talking about. You know what absolutely. I mean? Um, and I know people that would be absolutely passionate about helping share the message and share your game with people like and implement the games too, not just send links but like well, anybody who's listening up. wants to help in any way Yo, I, I can definitely so, I'm a one woman show right now right right, right. I have supporters yeah, yeah, I have yeah. people getting the word out yeah. and, you know but yeah I hear that uh, one of the things we were talking about is like uh, social media help as well right yeah. like, you know yeah. um, so anybody listening to this like if 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 you have an interest in this, uh, in, in you know these concepts, what you're talking about, and in these games, and if you want to collaborate in some kind of way, if you want to support in some kind of way, uh, please feel free to, to reach me, to reach out to me, and I'm gonna leave Leslie's kinds of information as well. You can reach out to her as well. Um, word, yo, and um, that ass man. Um, it was so before I bring this episode to a close. Is, is there anything else, you know, at least, uh, or even within that, top, that's any subtopics within that that you want to address? Otherwise, I'm going to bring the podcast episode to a close. Anything else that you just really want to get out real quick about that and why you're doing this or something like that? Or you feel like we pretty much gave everybody a pretty good intro, you know, to you? You know what I'm saying? Cause I, don't I just miss want nothing. people to know that they don't have to go it alone, that... Mm. I, we need to get the word out about yeah. these tools that people can use with each other. It's brand new, yeah. so it's hard. You know, I need yeah. when I have more resources and I can do a whole education campaign because yeah. people just, you know, don't know and there's, you know, they might be scared. But it's really, use, really easy. It's there's fun stuff in it too. Mm. There's fun questions mm. and drawing and interactions. Mm. People laugh, they cry, they get close. Mm. They, it's it's yeah. not uncomfortable. These right. these are made for people to have. Make it easy, right. easy to heal and connect, and right. yeah. Well, I agree, and I'm sure a lot of the audience would too. Yo, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you me. so much, and for all your work and, and for your, all your caring. Thank yo, you. Thank you, yo. You know, so this this uh, QC R versus life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm gonna holla at y'all. All right. All right. Now, now, what you think? Was that fire or was that fire? Yo, no lie. When I was talking to this woman, son, I. Damn, I was so excited I couldn't even like keep it to myself. Um, like, I, like I couldn't even. It was hard for me to like. I was st starting to even like get jittery just from like this. It makes me think about everyone that I know. It, it, for one, like it reminds me. It makes me think of everyone that I know that has been through uh, certain types of experiences and me just feeling detached in my own ways. Just feeling like. There's ways that this person needs help and I don't know how to be there for them. Not Even if it's not help, but this person just needs somebody just to be there with them. You know what I'm saying? Be there for them. And I don't know how to be there for them in that way. And you can almost kind of feel that getting in the in the blockage of the, the growth in that friendship or relationship. So, like, this really struck a chord with me. Um, and, like, even just my own experiences. Sometimes you go through something and it just kind of just changes you in a way where you don't really connect with people the same and you know some of it's good but some of it is like you know maybe we can do something about this so uh i really hope you know um hopefully you got at least almost as much of it as i did uh i i'm, I'm gonna be passionately just uh 
you know, sharing this game with people, letting people know what's going on. She got a few games that focus on different topics. Uh, it goes from um, from the recharge uh, beyond uh, beyond the bars to the keep it real game to the game about diversity, uh, a game about uh, re- uh, reintegration of veterans to dialogue between the community and police. Uh, and like, she's a woman that's got a whole lot going on. So shout out to her. Uh, and I'm gonna be real, son. Like, it's usually. I hate to say it, like when people from outside the culture chiming in on stuff like this, I ain't gonna front. I get I get a little bit suspicious either from their intent or just like it's easy to get it wrong when it's somebody that's not from your community or not from the culture per se, uh, chiming in on these things. But I think it's great the fact that she took the expertise that she do have in regards to her th- therapy work and the work with communities and that she created something that lets people govern the the conversation themselves. You know what I mean? Well, they get to decide how it goes, where it goes, and how to relate to the, the content. So I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, feel free to check out. I'm definitely going to leave uh, her uh, information in the show description. Feel free to reach out to her directly, um, especially if you would like her to come um, you know, visit your gathering or your school to share the game, or if you, especially if you would like to purchase one of these games. All right. Uh, other than that... Thank you for tuning in. It's Art versus Life. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, email us at uh, Art versus Life Podcast at Gmail or tweet us at AVL Podcast. Let us know your thoughts, feedback, so on and so forth. And uh, yes, I, oh, shout out to Tav. He made the uh, he made the the, the uh, theme music to this podcast that you're listening to right now. Shout out to Nine Five Labs. You already know. So uh, definitely make sure you go uh, online and download some of these uh, instrumental albums. So you got that work, all right? Other than that, yo, be safe and not holler.